and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Yay, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Our next guest had a dream. Yeah, a real big God-sized dream. Years ago, after realizing that girls were being sold right in our city, in our favorite malls, in local schools, and online, our next guest became so determined to help fight this injustice that was hitting so close to home. So she dreamed even bigger not just awareness, but what if we lived in a world where human trafficking didn't exist at all? In January of 2014, the idea for Crowned Free, a clothing company that donated a portion of its profits to this cause, took shape. Crowned Free's mission is to raise awareness and empower survivors of human trafficking by creating employment opportunities and donating financial resources to organizations working with rescued women. You guys, if you've ever done research in this topic, it is heartbreaking just how many girls are swooned into this way of life for years and the trauma that endures for the rest of their lives. I'm so excited to tackle this topic head on with our guest, Heidi Vanderwall. Uh, thanks for having me, Denise. I'm super excited to chat with you. Me too, me too. Now, you actually live in Grand Rapids here with me, and you were referred to me by a mutual friend who is like, you and Heidi need to hang out. Um, we're <laughs> both big dreamers. We both have big missions, and I'm really excited to hear about Crown Free and what you're doing now, but, but I know it didn't start here. So tell us a little bit about what you were doing prior to becoming a CEO. Before I was a CEO with, with Crown Free, I was a CEO with my own direct selling business. So I sold for another direct selling company for um, a good 15 years. And before that, I was even with another one. So I've been in direct sales for probably a total of 20 years on the representative side. So I have seen women be super successful. I sold jewelry. Most of our rep base was with women, but I saw, you know, my family, we were so blessed by the business. I was able to be um, very successful with it and had an amazing organization. And I just feel like I was kind of prepared and being a representative. So being on that side, knowing what reps need, what they want, um, you know, how to coach, how to train, 
how to, you know, just do this business and how to set goals and how to achieve them, how to dream big. And so when God called me to start my own company alongside of doing this direct sales for a little while, I feel like I was just prepared and knowing what I needed to do for our representatives, how we needed to set up this company and how that whole process evolved was, was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, I'm a big dreamer. I, I have this sign in my office that says, God dreams a bigger dream than you dream for yourself. And that's been in my office for over 10 years. And I, I just really think that's so true. So... Mm. I love it. And I think sometimes we can look back and see how it all lined up. Your experience in previous companies gave you the the know-how, like the field knowledge of how to go out and generate business and what tools do people need and how to coach and create a culture and all the things that we learn in this business. Mm -hmm. But you got a spark to dream even bigger. So tell me where your heart for human trafficking began. The years go by so fast now, but I think it was about eight years ago or so. I was at an event at a local church hearing about human trafficking. And I thought human trafficking basically happened here in the States, like the movie Taken. I mean, I did not realize um, how prevalent it was, that it was happening here locally, that it was a massive, massive problem. And so I heard from a survivor that day, she shared part of her story. And I think that's just where that seed was planted. And then God told me at that point, around that time that he was going to give me an idea for a business of my own. And I thought at the time, well, I'm okay. I have this thriving business, my direct sales business that I was working um, very full time and thinking, okay, how is that going to play out? But I just started to pray into that. And I did for years, not knowing what I was even praying into. And then um, January, 2014, I woke up with this idea to start this clothing company. And I knew right away that this was the idea. And I had no training in the clothing business, did not go to school for that. My degree is actually in radiology technology. So like not even close, but I've always loved clothes. I've always loved jewelry. I've always had a passion for that. And so being totally unequipped, but with a big dream and a big heart for what I knew God was calling me to, um, I took that, that step of faith and felt kind of more like a leap because <laughs> again, I was clueless, but started just, you know, reaching out, figuring out how to do this. And just God made it really clear a few months later after I got the idea that I was to attach this business to the cause of human trafficking. So I didn't have that little piece right away, but um, that was made very clear a few months later. So started with a few t-shirts and we actually launched officially online in January of 2015. So right from the beginning, we had girls asking us like, how can I be involved? Are you going to be a direct selling company? Um, especially because they knew I was still in direct sales. They knew my heart and my passion for direct sales and for helping, you know, women start their own businesses. And at the time I didn't feel like we had to go ahead to do that, especially because God was telling me to stay in my current direct sales position because that was helping fund the start of crown free. And so I was working both of those businesses side by side. So we were online for 
a couple of years. And then we are also in some local boutiques and selling really well. But then the company I was representing closed its doors. And I just had a very clear knowing that, okay, here is your open door to change your business model. So we took about a year to to do that. And we launched in the fall of 2017 as a party plan direct selling company. And for us, that's just been been an amazing journey, crazy journey to be on this side of it now, but so awesome to watch, watch God work. Ooh, oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm thinking so many different things because you really have spent time in prayer, really listening. All right. What's the next step and what should I do? And how does this work? I know God speaks to everybody so differently, but how do you hear him enough to know like, all right, this is God. I am sitting next to my journals that I happen to be sitting right here on my, on my side. So this journey has been bathed in prayer. And the ways that he speaks to me, so he speaks to, yes, like you said, everybody differently. And for me, I am a very, um, God speaks to me very visually. So I see things like he will wake me up with designs, like pictures of them. I'll see them in my head and I will sketch them out. Now I'm a terrible sketch artist. Like if I were to show you a picture of what I drew, you would laugh out loud. I have people in my life that can interpret what I sketched and, and, and we can sketch out a design together. But, you know, we have prayed about every detail from the name of our company to, you know, what pieces we come out with, how we set up the company, the organizations we partner with to give back to. I do not move unless God says so. And if I don't hear an answer on something, I stay still until I hear it. And so prayer is super important. I have a I just, I have a whole group of intercessors that actually pray for Crown Free. And I put out prayer requests um, on about a biweekly basis. You know, what we're walking into, you know, the darkness, the evil of human trafficking, it is just plain evil. And so I know that I need that prayer covering. We all do over anything that we do. Um, But just, you know, protection over my family and our business and our representatives. So how I hear from him is um, my kind of my daily, how my daily walk with God looks like is I start my day sitting in my prayer chair. And I spend about a half an hour just listening to God. Like, what do you have for me, God? What do you want to say about this piece? And he so wants to speak to us. We just have to take the time to listen. And so he'll flash images. I will see a vision play out. I will hear things. I usually wake up almost every morning with a song, like a certain line from a song. And so usually that is something significant in my day or something I've been praying about that is just an answer to prayer. So it's been really, I think God's blown my box apart in how he speaks because it is so supernatural and so awesome. Like I have goosebumps everywhere right now, just talking about it because he wants to be a part of the little details and the big details. And he wants, I mean, he even told me what color thread to use on sewing on the charms on each of our shirts. So like those little details, they have a lot of significance. And so it's just so fun. It's, I think of it like a treasure hunt every day. Like, okay, God, what do you have for me? What do you want to say? And he, he wants to speak. 
So it's been really awesome. That is so cool. So asking specific questions, listening, really just being allowing yourself to be quiet. And and then journal, you mentioned too, writing it out. And a lot of times some of those things can bubble up as we give it that yeah. that space. So I love that. I love that because I, I would like to say that my next book is going to be called Steps in the Dark because oh, yeah. when you have a dream, but you really have no idea how, it can feel like you're walking but you really don't know the next step to take or how it works and, and really relying on God for the how to show up for you and asking for that clearly. Now, yep. you didn't know how to do this. So tell me a little bit about your process. Did you just start Googling how yes. to make clothes? <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> yeah, Google, praise the Lord for Google. Because if you would have told me to do this with before Google was there, I, yeah, I don't know how that would have happened. But anyways, yeah, so it was a lot of Googling. It was a lot of reading, you know, networking with people. It's amazing the connections that God will bring your way when you open your mouth. And so just asking for help. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you know of anyone? And so many times people did. Like, you know, that's how we got our connection to our manufacturer, one of our manufacturers in Los Angeles. I mean, we live in Michigan. And it's not like we're in the, you know, fashion capital of the world here in Grand Rapids. So like, okay, where do you even start? And all the little things about clothes that you don't even pay attention to, like the hang tag that you rip off as soon as you open up your package. And okay, like, where do I get those made? And, you know, size labels. And I mean, there is so much that goes into it. And because we have a lot of different product lines, we don't just do clothes, we do jewelry, we have bags, pillows, you know, note cards, notepads, lip balms. So we've had to learn so many different industries and and how to do production and all of these different pieces and parts. Oh, it's just, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, Googling is a big thing. And, you know, really networking with people who are in the industry and reaching out and being bold, being not afraid to ask for help. Find somebody that you really admire, somebody in the business that you look up to, and don't be afraid to reach out because I think that is one of the biggest compliments that you can get as a leader in a in a company or as a leader in, in your field is to have somebody reach out. If I could just encourage your audience that way to do that and to be bold. Absolutely. I think people are often afraid or fearful or just like, oh, why would they want to talk to me? But at the end of the day, those who are living their dream life and they're excited and they're successful and they're an expert in their field, they love to teach and train and connect with people who are eager to learn. So you never know. Asking for help is a huge... I think sometimes we think we have to make it or something before we ask for help. But no, you really can reach out and and get connections and ask for referrals much easier. And really from the beginning. So I have a couple questions. What is one story you have when you were working to get crowned free off the ground where maybe the how showed up for you, like a a connection or something happened where you go, oh my gosh, thanks God. I was looking for that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so many. In the beginning, it was it was crazy because it was almost a daily occurrence because everything was so new and everything was so like, how in the world are we going to figure this out? Like I have, I, I have no idea back to the manufacturing. So 
When I started this business, I had a business partner. So we started working this together. I had asked her to join me in May of 2014. And God called her away from the business last year. So it's been about a year since I've been on my own. But when we were first you know, trying to figure out manufacturing, and we knew that we needed to move our manufacturing just to get our pricing a little bit better. We were doing some stuff here in Michigan in Lansing. And it was very expensive. And so we knew we wanted to move to like either LA or New York to do some some of our manufacturing. And so we're like, okay, all right, God, help us out here. We ended up getting connected with these two sisters who work for a local, very large manufacturer and grocery store chain here in Michigan. And we had coffee with them and found out that they had manufacturing connections in Los Angeles. And we're like, for real? Like, okay, this is amazing. So we flew out there and had no idea who we were going to even meet. And oh, this, oh, this part of the story is so awesome. So we get to the airport and this guy picks us up and he's phenomenal. He's been in the business for like 30 years, family business, ends up being this amazing Christian man. And we had prayed the morning that we were going to go meet with several different manufacturers. Okay, God, just like write it on the wall for us. Like before in the hotel room, we prayed that. And so as we're going out and meeting different manufacturers, we walk in this one manufacturer was, I think our second or third one. And literally there is scripture written on the wall and like, okay, we're in Los Angeles in a manufacturer. Like this is insane. Then the second one we walked into had scripture written on the wall and we're like, what is going on? And so we have worked with those two manufacturers and it was just like this God confirmation. So like, God wants to confirm these things with us. Again, we just have to be looking and we have to ask. And it's not something we could have done on our own by any means, because you couldn't make some of this stuff up. There's one little story. There's a a thousand and behind that. So absolutely. Well, and I think that's the thing when you're asking and your eyes are open, you guys have also had this deep knowing this whole time that this was a cause that you wanted to really impact and you knew you had this confidence. It wasn't wishy-washy. I mean, even the steps, if you they weren't quite sure, you knew that this was something you've been called to do and you were excited about it. And I think that when we're in that heart space of like, all right, this is where I'm going and I'm excited about it. And I'm asking for clarity. The how and those answers do really show up in your path, right? Exactly when you need it. Yeah. And sometimes it's the last second. You're like, literally, okay, Lord, like I have no more time. You need to show up like right now. (laughs) I know I've had people sign up the last day of the month when I'm going for a big promotion in my business, right when I needed it. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) But what's so cool is when you have that happen over and over and over again, you trust that it will. And and you know, you're just like, all right, I'm I'm waiting, but I'm keeping my eyes open and I trust that you will guide me. Amen. So tell me a bit about human trafficking, especially in our area. I mean, when I think of it, I often think of it as being an international issue, but it sounds like that's not the case. What stats do you have of human trafficking here in in the States? 
in our local town, which just shocked me in West Michigan alone, which, you know, we have a church on every other corner and great place to raise family. You know, there are at any one time around 2,400 girls for sale. And like that statistic is horrifying, shocking, and just blows your mind because you're like, where are these girls? Like, I mean, I guess you would think when you think of 2,500, 2,400, that you'd be seeing them around. Well, because of the internet, because things are so hidden, it's hidden. You don't see it necessarily, but you are walking by it. You're walking by it in your malls. You're walking by it in the grocery store, in the high schools. It's happening right in front of us. We just don't see it. So, and in the US, they, so it's hard to put statistics on it because again, so much is, I mean, it is such a, ugly beneath the surface, you know, kind of thing. But they estimate that over a hundred thousand girls and boys are being trafficked in the US alone. And then when I heard the statistic that there are less than a hundred beds for rehabilitation for survivors in the US, like I don't that was a statistic about four years ago. I have not heard since, but still there cannot be that many more. I mean that is, there's such a need there, such a need. So yeah, the statistics there, um, it's about to surpass drugs um, because with human trafficking, you can sell um, a girl or a boy over and over and over again, you know, sometimes 30, 40 times a day. And with drugs, once it's consumed, it's done. So that's why so many um, are turning to trafficking as a form of, you know, of income because yeah, it's not consumable as far as like drugs, it's done. You can keep selling over and over with these wow. precious young souls. Oh, yeah, that is horrific to even even picture. But then the knowledge of what's happening in your own backyard is so powerful because then you really can do something about it. So Crown Free, I know, gives a percentage back to organizations. Um, But I also know that you also provide employment opportunities. So tell me a bit about that. We're really excited about both of those things. So God told us that we needed to give 15% back. He confirmed it over and over and over, I think five different times. So because we're praying about what's our number, God. And you know, when you're running a business, you know, 15% may not sound like a lot, but 15% is a lot in business. And so it's a sacrifice for us to write those those checks every month. You know, we prayerfully consider who we're gonna donate to and but we're really excited about the ability to do that. And because one of the biggest needs these organizations have is financial. And so being able to write checks and fulfill needs in that aspect is amazing. And then the other way that we give back that we're just really proud of is being able to give jobs to survivors and and then also at-risk women who make over half of our products. So we work with mostly existing organizations that have programs in place. So we, our survivor made items come from right here from Grand Rapids, Michigan. We have a pillow program that that program we actually set up in conjunction with Wedgwood Christian Services. And so that is, you know, about five miles down the road from where we live. And I've been able to meet and work with some of these girls. And we actually had a student from the pillow program who just shared her, just her experience of working on those pillows at our fashion show that we had last week, Friday. And it was so powerful. Um, She's 17 years old and she is, she just loves 
working on those pillows in our program. And so we're going to be expanding that. I'm excited about as these girls are learning to sew and teaching them a trade and um, expanding on that into some other product lines um, at Wedgwood. Excited about that. And then our other Survivor Made items come from India, China, from Nepal, from here in the U.S. It's just been really awesome. So we have jewelry, we have clothes, we have kids' clothes. Jewelry is a line that we're really expanding on because we find that jewelry fits anyone. And uh, so it also makes a really great gift. So that's been been fun to kind of start working with new organizations in that part of, of what we're doing. Wow. Yeah. The the job outside of, I mean, when you're in a traffic situation and then you are rescued, there's so much that shifts that needs to happen, right? Because your identity and you're, you're, you're told so many things and you're beaten down in this situation and then you get out. There's a healing process, of course, working through all of that trauma, but then to learn a skill to feel like you are doing something of value and and giving back to the world and doing something positive, Mm -hmm. I would imagine is really also healing for the girls. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I've heard the stories firsthand. So to be able to look into those eyes and just to see their excitement and to know that, oh, I can, I can do something else. I am worthy. I am talented. I didn't even know I had these creative gifts. You know, and some of these women who work in these remote villages who make some of our our, um, jewelry items too, like they're supporting their whole family and they're able to keep their children out of trafficking. They're able to change a whole culture within a village because of those jobs. Because in many of those communities, it's just accepted that they sell their children. Like it's part of their culture, unfortunately. So to be able to make a whole shift in a community, holy cow, that's just, that's awesome. That's, that's legacy changing. That's changing for generations. Absolutely. Do you have one story that stands out amongst the rest? Yeah, the longer we're in this, the more stories that we hear. You know, I think some of the local stories that we've heard I have been able to be a part of some equine therapy sessions over in in Grand Rapids here with with some of the local survivors. And so hearing some of their stories, the last time I went, two girls came that had just turned 13. And I mean, you look at these girls and you're like, how, how does this happen here? You know, you're 13. And, you know, they, one of them, her grandmother was selling her. And, and so to see just the hope in their eyes to, you know, of something new, of something, kind of the beauty from the ashes, you know, like, okay, my life can change this. I'm not going to be stuck in this forever. Um, Because I think there's such a hopelessness feeling that many of these women and girls have. Like, this is their destiny. Like, this is how my whole life is going to be. This is what happened to my parents or my mom or my sister. This is what's going to be. This is going to be my life. And so to see just that hope, I think, is really powerful. Very often, the girls are very protected, and which they should be. So a lot of them, we don't know their stories unless they share them with us. So that sometimes is a little, it's, it's a little hard because we want to convey some of those. We want to share some of those, but on the other hand, we have to protect them too. 
So, and a lot of the women that work overseas, we rely on them to communicate to us like what some of the stories are. So some of them I can't share, but just know that it is the, the stories of hope, hope restored. Absolutely. And I think when you, when you think of the hope you're offering to kids and to the organizations that are also partnering to help with this issue, that is part, I mean, that's part of your why. Absolutely. And can keep you motivated when you head into a roadblock. So tell me a few other things that you do to keep yourself motivated or when you feel like things are getting challenging or you have an issue to work through. I have surrounded myself with amazing women who are so encouraging. I have a volunteer army that they come in, they really encourage me because their passion for what we're doing is so outstanding that it's contagious too. I My personality type is I'm pretty steady and I really am pretty tough. So I don't get down very often. I think my dream and my goal, and I think that's goals get you out of bed in the morning. They help you you know, when you have roadblocks, they help you jump over the roadblock, go around it, build a wall, something. So when I see a problem, I'm a problem solver. So it doesn't stop me. Um, it actually motivates And it sounds bizarre, but it motivates me like, oh, yeah, no, that's not going to stop me. Nope, not happening. So I think my why is so big. And I think when your why is big and when it is clear, you're not going to waver. And I think that is what helps you when you do get exhausted and you're tired and you're like, holy cow, how do I do this another day? That's how you do it. I have like words all around my office. I know Denise, you can probably see them, but I mean, I have inspire dream, never miss a chance to sparkle. There will be miracles. Another sparkle believe versus, I mean, I surround myself with just inspirational words. I'm a word junkie. Like I love I think that's why we've come out with so many t-shirts with words on them too, because like they're so, the words are powerful. So speak life. Don't, don't speak words of death, you know? So just that, that's been super helpful. Amen, sister. I absolutely see why we need to be friends. <laughs> yes. I know, I've seen all those words in your back. I know, I know. I mean, you said a few things. Number one, you're surrounding yourself with people who are just as excited about this project, this God-sized dream as you are. And that's so important because we all have days where we're like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Or "Hmm, I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out. And no, none of us really predict the future and can see the finish line. But we're just so excited about where we're going that we keep taking steps. And to surround yourself with people who are speaking life into you can continue to refuel you and refuel you and refocus you. The second thing you said is clarity. Oh my gosh. Yes. When you know what you want, you take a step every day. And even if it doesn't seem like a big step, you know, you're moving in a direction that is taking you closer to your dreams. And I think the opposite of clarity is confusion. And so many times we're in this space of confusion or chaos. And of course, no, we're not making any progress. And then the third thing you said is your environment. Not only are there people in your life that speak life, but you choose to surround yourself with life speaking words of affirmation with scripture, you have your morning time, you are like filling yourself up every day. So you really can overflow. And it seems like you've got such a clear mission. There are no roadblocks. It's just a speed bump or, you know, whatever. And and you're just going to continue until. Amen. 
Amen. All right. Well, tell me a bit about um, how people can connect with you. If they're interested in having a party, do you do virtual parties? I know you are a party plan, essentially. So how can people connect with you? If you're interested in learning more about hosting a party, that could be online party, in-person event. We have reps and girls all over the country who will do, you know, if you want like a speaking type event and then have our products for sale as well. I myself have gone into schools and spoken um, church events. You know, I think because of our mission, it offers a lot of different opportunities. Yeah, they can check us out online on our website at crownsfree.com on Instagram, Pinterest, we're all over there. And if you're interested in learning more about, you know, becoming a representative and repping our, our line, um, that all the information as well is on the website. Or if you just want to purchase our products and support us that way, you can shop our collection and see all our good stuff on the website as well. Yay! Crowntree.com will be in the show notes below along with Heidi's, all of her business pages, social media stuff. So you can absolutely reach out to her or purchase a product. So you were in the industry as a field rep for about 20 years. And I've been a, a distributor for about 12 years, a leader in our company. I am interested, what is the biggest difference from going from the field to the, the corporate side? Oh, that's a great question. The biggest difference... I like love it because I feel like I'm so prepared for it because I feel like I was in school for 20 years for this, this position, you know, now I'm the question answerer. <laughs> like, you know, like there is no one else. You are the one they go to who does have the answers. <laughs> I, yeah, and can I tell you how, what a gift it is to representatives to have their website all done nicely for them to have a product line to to represent that you love you don't have to come up with a product line you don't have to design it you don't have to you know create it you can have input you know yeah so i'm i'm the one on the receiving end of receiving input and designing and coming up with the website coming up with training you know so i think be so thankful as a representative of your company, if you are, you know, in, in the business, like there is so much heart and soul that goes into all of the behind the scenes work. You know, I always knew and appreciated because, you know, I was a director in my company and I had the inside scoop as to, you know, kind of what goes on behind the scenes, but like, holy cow, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes on your behalf and to help you be successful. And so I think that is, that was a little eye-opening, like, oh, wow. Okay, there is a lot that happens on a representative's behalf, you know. And then always be thinking of, like, our goal is to help our representatives be successful because when they're successful, we get back more. And so, you know, just like, okay, how can we help our reps? How can we help our reps? You know? Um, to be on that, like, how can we give? How can we give? As a field leader, you are taking the tools that are given to you and running with it and teaching yeah. your team and all of that. As a corporate, it sounds like you're creating the tools. Yeah. So you're like, all right, what can we do? How can we give? What can make it more clear, easier, quicker? Yeah. You know, all of the details that go into stuff. And I'm sure there's a lot that doesn't actually get launched. That's kind of on the cutting room floor. But yes. I love that you really are the visionary. You're casting vision for the reps. You're casting vision for yourself. 
and you know that you've got God as kind of your business partner here. So you're you're yeah. taking it all the way and people can feel that for sure. Oh, I hope so. They can. If I can through a computer screen. We absolutely <laughs> can. Um, so if you if there's some people listening who feel like maybe they have had that spark too, or a little bit of a nudge, like, hmm, try this. Ooh, go here. Ooh, what about this? Mm-hmm. But yet they haven't quite developed the confidence in that voice as you have. What would you say to them? Take a step anyways, because I didn't have confidence in designing clothes or, you know, stepping into this mat. I mean, it was like such a big dream, like huge dream where you just don't even know where to start and it can paralyze you. But if I never took that first step, I would have missed all of this. And so I think just being okay, being scared, being okay, being terrified, butterflies in your stomach, want to throw up, kind of afraid. You know, we put everything on the line for this company because of this crazy dream, just ourselves personally, financially, because we feel so strongly what God's called us to do. So it's that walking on the water kind of faith where it's not blind leading the blind, but you feel blind walking out on that water because you're like, okay, Lord, I don't know what the next step is, but I'm going to take it. And then you're going to meet me there because that's what you say. (laughs) And um, so I think just doing it afraid and that's okay. But then also filling yourself with positive encouragement and diving in, listening to podcasts, reading books, like following other people who have hearing their stories of like, holy cow, they didn't know what they were doing either. So that will just give you encouragement to be able to walk that out and know that, okay, somebody else did it and they're still breathing. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't die because they took a first crazy step. I, I think that would be some advice that I would give. Perfect. Perfect. And I've heard it said that if you have it all figured out before you take your first step, it's too late. So you have, you're gonna have to do it scared. They call it what messy action where you're doing it and figuring it along because that's how you learn, right? That's how you learn is to, is to get in the nitty gritty details of it and, and figure it out as you go. Yep. In the trenches. In the trenches. All right. Um, well, thank you so much, Heidi. You guys check out Crowned Free. All the links will be below. And I know we are going to do some more collabing here in Grand Rapids. So I'm excited to get to know you and really just proud that not only you trusted your intuition, you heard God speak to you, but then you have taken massive, inspired, messy action to create a business that has a domino effect all over the world. So we're, we're just proud to partner with you on this and, and help you get the word out because it's something that everybody needs to be a part of. Aww, thank you, Denise. So appreciate it. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.